0: up, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Tigers. I'm your host, Chris line It is Friday, February 12th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in today. I put the flyer out there on the last podcast asking if the theme music was going a little bit too long in the opening uh, in- introduction, and and people said no. I got one response that said no. So if you do feel like the theme music is too long, don't get mad at me for keeping it. Get mad at that person for sending in an email saying you sound fine. I'm obviously kidding there. I was going to do a show where I graded the signings over the last week and a half plus, but I'm not going to do that today because there was a little bit of news that broke, uh, Tigers-related news that broke that I do want to discuss in the first segment. It-, it really is odd because I I'm a very routine-oriented person. That's one of the perils. I feel like perils maybe isn't the right word. The other word I would use is side effects, but I don't think that's the right word either. But it's one of the these symptoms, but that's probably not the right word either. But, we, but you get my point of being on the, uh, the autism spectrum is that you're very routine-oriented. You wake up, you go to work, you go to the gym, you go home, you eat at this time. And then when that routine gets thrown off, my entire world gets turned upside down. It's the opposite of that when I do my podcast. I feel like I thrive better when I provide more of a, a stream of consciousness conversation, stream of consciousness discussion. Not to say that I don't do any research or anything, because I do and I, I do try to provide as much insight as and entertainment as as I can, but overall when I have like a structured show like that where I'm just going down the line and, and grading signings, I don't feel like it, it comes across as natural as it does when I'm just speaking. So with that said, there is a little bit of Tigers news to discuss, and that is Renato Nunez, first baseman formerly for the Baltimore Orioles. He spent some time with Oakland at the beginning of his career and played thirteen games for the Texas Rangers in two 2018 before spending the better part of the last two plus seasons with the Baltimore Orioles. He was non-tendered by them at the end of the 2020 season. The Tigers just signed him to a minor league deal. Now there are some people who are pretty excited about this. My my good friend Scott Bentley who is uh, pretty much in lockstep with me in terms of how we view the Tigers signings and how we view our opinions of this rebuild. This is a weird one. This is a tough one to gauge because I don't know if this is who the Tigers plan on putting out there on the opening day roster at first base. I I truly don't know. Like, there are those signings. Derek Holland, a prime example. People are all angry. Oh, God, I can't believe the Tigers signed Derek Holland. He stinks. He hasn't been good for a long time. All of those are true, but the Tigers didn't sign Derek Holland under the pretense that he was going to be contributing to the opening day roster. Roster, the the opening day 26 man roster. Yeah, he'll probably pitch some innings out of the pen at some point. Worst case scenario, he gives the Tigers a few spot starts throughout the season, but the Tigers didn't sign him as he wasn't one of their big signings. I guess nowadays with Chris Illich at the helm, no signing is a big signing, but you know what I mean. Big for them. With Nunez here, I don't know if the intention is he's going to be the opening day first baseman. He might be because his numbers are just above pedestrian enough for Al Avila and Chris Illich to look at him and say, you know what? He might be our guy to start at first base to begin the year. And there are things about this signing that I do Don't hate. In fact, there's things about this move I actually like. Uh, It would be disingenuous and hypocritical of me to complain about this when the thing I've said from the beginning about this team, about this offseason, is that your number one goal needs to be that you're filling voids, you're, you're plugging holes. Now, they are holes. That this organization has dug for themselves, but you got to try to fill those anyway. You're looking for guys with power. Uh, Renato Nunez has that. 31 home runs in 2019, drove in 90 with a 771 OPS last year in 52 games, 816 OPS, 12 home runs, 31 runs batted in. Not a great on-base percentage, though, relative to his batting average, he gets on-base a fair amount. But a 313 OBP isn't a whole lot to write home about. He strikes out a lot. Throughout his career, 280 strikeouts compared to 81 walks. Does hit for power, that's an advantage. He is young. That's one thing I've ripped the organization for in the past is they're signing these guys whose best years are way behind them, like a Jordy Mercer or Francisco Liriano, expecting to get something out of them when they they don't have much upside. Their best days are, are, are long gone. They're in the rearview mirror. It is possible with Renato Nunez that you get a guy who— whose best days may be in front of him. I mean, you look at his last couple seasons, he's gotten progressively better each of the last two years. Last year, obviously, with the small sample size, but you can't hold that against him. So you kind of got to use two different criteria when judging this signing. If this is a depth move, if this is a, you're going to fight for the op- for an opening day roster spot, maybe you'll be a first baseman, maybe you won't, then you know what? I applaud the move. Low risk, high reward signing, 26 years old, minor league deal. I think that's that's rock solid. Now, if they signed him under the belief that they are going to plug him in from day one, and he is going to be their opening day first baseman, then I think the signing is kind of rubbish. And it's the principle of the signing that I find kind of rubbish. It's nothing against Renato Nunez. I mean, none of these uh, signings in general are, are I, I have personal vendettas against any of these people, but uh, you know, I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but I'm sorry. I sound like a broken record because the team is a broken record. The organization is a broken record. When they do something different, when they do something that blows my mind, that makes me change my opinion, I'll be the first one to come on here and say, hey, good move, but I'm sorry. In 2021, with one of the richest owners in the world and one of the lowest payrolls in the world, for your potential opening day first baseman to be under a minor league contract I find that, frankly, a little bit embarrassing. Now, if they go out and sign Crone and say, hey, Nunez, you're going to be the backup because he has played other positions before. He's played a little bit of third base before, has been a DH before. If he's a depth guy off the bench, then you know what? Good move. But as a starting first baseman on a major league team, Ah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. And there's also somebody pointed this out in, in the group chat that I'm in with a lot of Tigers fans, that it will be interesting to see how certain guys' numbers fall off with the, the deadening of the baseballs in 2021. I know I discussed that on Wednesday, but I think that's a story that kind of flew under the radar, and I think it intentionally flew under the radar, because baseball doesn't want to admit that they've been juicing the balls for the last several years, which I've never had a problem with, and I, I'm disappointed that... They're dending him again because I think home runs are fun. One one last thing about Nunez that is weird is that he has a solid barrel rate. You look at the baseball savant page, barreled up a lot of pitches, which, you know, that happens when you are a power-hitting first baseman, but his exit velocity is bad. Basically meaning that when he gets a hold of one, he gets a hold of one, but he doesn't hit the ball particularly hard. He is fairly strong and he is still young. Like I said, it's a tough one to talk about and you kind of have to use different criteria. If he's the opening day starting first baseman, then I think this is nonsense. If he's a backup guy off the bench who could fill in for a crone if he gets injured, assuming of course the Tigers do sign him, which at this point, I don't know if they will, then I'd be okay with it. But my biggest fear is that the Tigers found CJ Crone too expensive so they went out and basically got the knockoff version in Renato Nunez. I'm not a fan of that but we'll see what happens. This organization they uh they like to sink to new depths sometimes so we will be right back. In segment number two the uh, Picada Major League Baseball predictions came out for 2021. I'm going to discuss those, and I'm going to discuss where the Tigers landed in terms of the predictions for 2021. We'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. That includes real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, everybody. So I just wanted to talk about this in the last segment of the week. PICADA, I think that's how you pronounce it. If I mean, it's an acronym, so doesn't really matter how you pronounce it it's not an actual word but every year right around this time they give full predictions of where they think every team is going to finish in the standings in 2021 and yesterday the predictions for this upcoming season were released I'll just run down the list of who they think is going to win the divisions. They have the Yankees winning the AL East, the Twins winning the AL Central, the Astros winning the American League West and the National League. You have the Mets winning the East, the Brewers winning the National League Central, and no surprise here, the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the National League West. As far as our beloved Detroit Tigers, they are predicted to finish last in their division, 67 and 95. That would be good enough for the third worst record in the American League and one of the worst records I believe the fifth worst record in all of baseball trailing only the will they be tied with the Rangers but they would be a little bit better than the Orioles, Pirates and Rockies. So, yeah, I would say that's probably about fair. And I guess I haven't really thought about what the Tigers win-loss total may be this year and mainly because they haven't finished signing guys. I I do still think they're going to sign One more starting pitcher, you know, God help us, whoever that may be. Rick Porcello is one that a lot of fans are pointing out, which if that's the case, I'll talk about that at another point. But 95 losses, and you look at last year's team, I know people got it in their heads that last year's team was mildly competitive. They weren't. They finished with the third worst record in baseball. In terms of win percentage, they were on pace to finish with 98 losses. Now, I am fully willing to venture. That they would have ended up with a lot more because that was on pace for 98 losses, 60 games into the year. I bet they would have ended up probably in the 102 to 105 loss column, in my opinion. But you know what? A lot of that's hypothetical. They were on pace for 98 losses last season when last season ended. So we look at this current iteration of the Tigers. Like I said, they still need to sign probably one more starting pitcher. Who knows what the free first base situation is going to be. Maybe it is going to be Nunez. Is this team a team that can improve on what was likely going to be or on pace to be 98 losses a year ago? Well, it's definitely possible. Do I think they have a far better roster? No, I don't. I think the roster is relatively the same. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing in terms of the young guys. Like, I do think guys like Brian Garcia or Gregory Soto, Buck Farmer has been pretty solid over the last several years, but those young pitchers in the bullpen, I think they might take a solid step forward. I like the addition of Chris Fetter a lot as the pitching coach. I've talked about that. I think you still have Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal, who at some point this year, I believe, will start to come into their own. I think that will help. I think Spencer Turnbull will be a little bit better Matt Boyd can't be any worse so I think he'll improve you hear me say all that and you might think well okay this is th- th- they'll be better than 98 losses or as a Pikata is predicting 95 losses and to that I say maybe not because I just I worry so much about the offense who in that offense right now is the scariest hitter it's probably Jonathan Scope one year 4.25 million dollar deal and I like Scopey Scope's a good player pretty good defender hits for power leads all of baseball and home runs by a second baseman since 2014 but If Jonathan Scope is the best hitter in your lineup, you probably don't have a very good lineup. I mean, Jonathan Scope rarely ever walks. He has been fairly streaky and inconsistent throughout his career, while I do like him. But once you go beyond him, I mean, Miggy is still a name, but Miggy at points has proven to be an easy out for long stretches. I mean, the guy will go weeks without hitting home runs. Goodrum, no. Jamer was excellent for 40 games last year, and I know there's a lot of people who are totally buying in into but you know put him back at third opening day starter third base he'll hit for us no no doubt no doubt I'm not there I'm not there yet like yes had a wonderful 40 game stretch was probably going to end up being the this team's only all-star a year ago but I'm not buying that he's been way he's been bad way more than he's been good during his time in Detroit so I can't chalk him up as some elite hitter yet or some feared hitter yet Wilson Ramos is solid for an offensive catcher but he's not going to instill fear in any pitchers the point I'm trying to make is that the offense stinks and even if we do see a solid amount of improvement by the young pitchers I don't know if it's going to matter at this point I think 95 losses is a realistic number I think anything above that would be considered a disappointment anything below that I can't quantify it as a success, but would be it would be a step in the right direction by virtue of the fact that they just finished with a better record. So yeah, sometimes these uh, these predictions I find a little bit whack. I don't know where I don't know where in the world they think the Braves are going to finish with the fourth best record in the NL East. But I think for the Tigers in this particular case, 67 and 95, that's probably close to on the money for where I think this team will probably end up. So just wanted to discuss that. That was being thrown around all throughout the, the lockdown group chat that I was in. I'm, I'm sure there's several hosts on the network who are talking about that, and now I just talked about it. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014, but you can follow this show. On Twitter, at Locked on Tigers. while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here on Monday talking about more baseball news, more Tigers news. Thank you very much for sticking with me and tuning in, everybody, over these last several weeks. I believe pitchers and catchers report next week. So uh, we're making lemonade, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Tigers. You still there? Excellent. Uh, the Tigers just signed Nomar Mazara. To a one-year deal. Ken Rosenthal and John Morosi both were reporting on this. Mazzara last year was a right fielder for the Chicago White Sox. Had a really, really bad year. Spent a lot of time previously at the beginning of his career with the Texas Rangers. Look, I do apologize for this. I, I record this stuff. I upload them. I try to record them and finish them as late as possible, but sometimes news breaks. This will be discussed uh, in full on Monday's podcast, Nomar Mazzara, officially a Tiger. We will discuss that on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody.